Hello, 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 JDOactive in the house. It's been so freaking long and so much has happened in the past few weeks that I don't even know where to start. Well, actually I do. I'm going to start with telling you guys that I missed you all so freaking much. For those of you who actively listen to me every weekend, boy, do I have updates for you. For starters, this podcast is coming to you not from my bedroom in New York. It's coming from 7,300 and some change miles away in India. How I got here has been an experience that I will never forget and I can't wait to fill you guys in with all the updates. And of course, happy Independence Weekend to all my Indian listeners. I hope you had a great time with your families, ate all that delicious homemade food and laid on the couch with unbuttoned pants while watching the flag hoisting on TV. Cause you know, we're still hitting those big numbers. Well for now, we're gonna shut that COVID thought out and instead catch up on the lost time and of course, talk about the winning topic from our Facebook group poll, which was the struggle of procrastination is damn real, bruh. Now, starting with where on earth was I for the past few weeks? I think I finally figured out an apt answer to that question. I was in the freaking twilight zone. Damn right. There is literally no other way to describe it. There were elements of excitement, horror, happiness, sadness, mystery, and a lot of thrill. I'm sure I missed a few genres, but you get the point. Until a few days ago, I couldn't even tell if I was awake or asleep anymore. Was the entire last month real, or was it a weird-ass full-featured dream? I think it would be safe to say that I was on an autopilot mode. For those of you who might not know this already, I run a film production company in New York and it would be an understatement to say that it is a life-consuming task. And when you combine that with suddenly traveling to a country after a decade in an unprecedented time with literally your life on the line, yeah, it can get a little bonkers. As I mentioned a few seconds ago, I decided to travel to India in the midst of this pandemic. I did it for my family and if I ever had to do it again, I would do it in a heartbeat. That being said, the whole experience has been so that it all seems like a strange dream. Starting with preparing for the travel. By the way, just a disclaimer, I have no idea how packing works. I'm one of those people who gets attached to everything he owns and when I start packing for the trip, my suitcases looked like I was packing to survive a nuclear shelter not knowing if I would ever be able to walk the surface of the earth ever again. I mean, I had even packed stuff like uh, my coffee cup. You may think that's weird, and I don't care if you agree or not, but coffee just doesn't taste the same in plastic or paper cups. It just doesn't. I have similar theories about the stuff that I was trying to carry with me, but didn't as my brother refused to travel with me until I packed like a logical human. So yeah, I miss my stuff. I still managed to get like three giant suitcases though. (laughs) <laughs> Moving on, I thought, okay, I'm all packed now, so let's hop on the plane and we're good to go. Nope, not really. The airport in New York was pretty much shut down except for a few flights operating by the special efforts of the governments of a few countries. India happened to be one of those. By the picture I'm painting and the access you all have to the news channels, you can see where I'm going with this. There were medical checkpoints and people were walking around in PPE suits, which is basically a long-ass white jacket made of a fabric designed to annoy the living crap out of the person wearing it. The entire terminal looked like a convention of aspiring doctors looking for a way out because they realized medicine is not what they thought it would be. Some were happy, 
probably because it was the first time they were experiencing Halloween and playing dress up. I mean, it was easy to spot them with the over-enthusiasm and, of course, the selfies. Let's just say I just knew I should get a ton of liquor for this flight. Skipping the three-hour delay and the mandatory shields and whatnot, I boarded the plane and was greeted by the flight crew, or should I say astronauts, as that's how the kid in front of me called them because of their hazmat suits and shields. By the way, did I mention there was no meal service and no entertainment service in this 14 and a half hour flight because of COVID? Nah, it's just a tiny detail they conveniently leave out while booking. So all that happened and I finally landed in India after a decade. I'm not gonna get into the scene at the Delhi airport because it was like a military medical camp. Let's just say I survived and was mentally prepared for anything. The luggage was locked away and so was I under the 14-day mandatory quarantine. You know, I heard that the actor Heath Ledger locked himself in a room for a few days to prepare for the part of the Joker in the Batman Dark Knight movie. I could see how it helped him so much. I was almost ready to play a similar part had I been locked away any further, but one day I finally stepped into the sunlight. Super happy to see my family, drive around on the highway and see the capital city, connect with my childhood friends and relatives, and of course the homemade food. I've consumed more variety of food in the past 10 days than I did in the past 10 years. Now that was the fun part. What was not so much fun was a mixed bag of goodies of with stuff like trying to handle the day-to-day of my business from here as I have to stay up nights because of the time difference and being extra careful while traveling to government institutions and banks, etc. Since I've been gone for so long, I needed my IDs and everything. And then I wasn't in the best of health to say the least and that made me want to stay in isolation as I thought that I would have less things to worry about but in turn it made it worse. All well and good now, so don't worry, I ain't going anywhere from now on. Fingers crossed, knock on wood, and all other superstitious stuff that people do in these situations. Now, to the people who tried to connect and thought I was ignoring them but never gave up, I say no, you adorable humans, you are just as special to me like you've always been, and thank you so much for understanding that I needed some personal space to handle everything that was going on in my life. To the ones who fought, assumed things, and or walked away, I have no complaints. I just wish you guys the best. It's been real, over and out. And finally, my listeners, you guys are something else. Awesome to another level. I received a few DMs about why I posted the poll asking if you still want to hear more podcasts, and some of you shared what the podcast meant for you. It seriously meant the world to me. And I didn't answer the question then, but I will now. I was going through a hard time with my health and I was in a dark place and it got to a point one day where I wasn't even sure that the podcast meant anything and more importantly if I meant anything. You guys not only saved the podcast but you also pulled me out of my funk. I get as much out of these podcasts as you do and I can't stress enough on how important you all are to me. That's enough of the serious stuff. Let's put this podcast into high gear and hit the topic of the day. The struggle of procrastination. First of all, the damn word itself is too much to pronounce. Procrast. Procrast. Procrastination. Sounds like I'm doing a bad Matthew McConaughey expression. Alright. Well, back to my point. Why use such a weird word when you can just say, eh? It means the same thing. 
Now, I discussed this idea of procrast, I mean, eh, with some people to understand what it means to different people. And a general consensus was reached with one of the answers, which was that it feels great. It's like you have the superpower to delay something and absolutely do nothing in the moment or instead do whatever you feel like. Mm, okay, I mean, it's a point. It's a way to look at it. Another point that came up was having no interest in the task or having no confidence in your ability to do the task or how would people even uh, receive it? I, I guess it can be attributed to uh, the fear of rejection. And then, of course, there's one more honorable mention that came from this drunk dude in flip-flops who said, I do it to annoy my girl. Bravo, my friend. Bravo. I can't tell you what to do. Your girl is going to take care of that herself. But I can address the other points. I actually sat down myself and started thinking about why I don't do certain things or why tomorrow is so appealing. Tomorrow is like that mystical land where 99% of all human productivity and uh, motivation and achievement is stored. Sounds too creative to be just thought of in the moment, right? Yeah, you're right. It wasn't. I read it online sometime last week. Cut, copy, paste. Thank you, Google. So, where was I? Yeah, I was thinking about my own self and realized that I always have so many things in mind that I want to try or accomplish that sometimes I lose sight of the priority and opportunity cost. A bunch of fancy words that simply mean that I get confused on what to do first as everything together seems overwhelming. Let's start with the first point. Uh, that superpower thing. Uh, really? I mean, really? All the choices in the world and that's the superpower you choose? To not do something you're supposed to? Come on, people. Get creative. Moreover, I'm assuming if someone adopts that psychology, would one ever get any work done? There are always tasks we don't enjoy doing but are important to accomplish, so how would it even work? Do you hire someone to do all the tasks you don't feel like doing? You gotta be a baller to live a life like that, and most of us are not exactly there yet. I mean, I hear the idea, I feel the idea, like who doesn't want to chill by the beach with a drink in hand and drop moves to Despacito, but it's not always possible, is it? So I just can't support this idea. As adults, half of the things we do are tasks we don't actually want to do. I mean, who wants to cut short on their sleep and leave for work early in the morning? Uh, or who wants to clean their houses, fix their houses, or even cook food every day? You see where I'm going with this? Good, so I don't have to keep asking more silly questions. But don't get me wrong, when you do have time put away for yourself, go crazy, guys. Do whatever you feel like. Hit the clubs, lay on the couch, pee in the snow, or a million other things you can possibly think of. What was the other one? Uh, yeah, the idea if I would be good enough or the fear of rejection. To anyone who overthinks how people would react or uh, how it will be uh, received or will it be appreciated, I ask two simple questions. One, why do you even give a flying fuck of what people think? And two, if it involves other people and their opinions matter to you, then how do you think you'll get to know the real answer to those hypothetical questions? Ah, see? You know it. By doing the task. Also, you know what? Let's flip the scenario for a second. Let's say we don't do the task because we think we are perfectionists and if uh, it's not absolutely perfect, which by the way nothing is, people won't appreciate it or we would be known for doing a crappy job. So why even bother? You know, I wish this was a two-way podcast so I could ask you guys, um, you know, to answer this question yourself as it is common sense and you know it. 
but sure, I'll give you my take on it. And here it goes. I would much rather put a crappy product out there than nothing at all. If I'm always scared of what people think, I would never be able to do anything. And even worse, I would be wasting my talents away. And for what? Fear? Fuck that. I refuse to let insecurities and fear get the best of me. And I ask anyone listening to this podcast who does think like this to stop. Think for a second and then decide if you want to live with regrets or successful experiences. Even if you suck, so what? You try again. You know how many people actually don't even care about anything I talk about in these podcasts or even the critics to my films? I ain't stopping for nobody. I read this quote somewhere and it's stuck in my head and it's so goddamn true. If you worry about haters, you'll enjoy it. So I'll try to narrate it verbatim. If you don't like me and still look at everything I do, bitch, you're a fan. You see? So let go of all that crap and unapologetically own your life. Be the badass you always thought you are or want to be. And lastly, my thoughts where I fill my head with too many tasks. If you are like me, dude, gotta prioritize. We just have to. I mean, yeah, we want everything, you know, like right away and at once. But think about it. That's just crazy talk. If we can do everything ourselves, great. And if we can't, we gotta learn to delegate and trust it would get done. Also, one thing that kind of works very well for me is adding me time to my to-do list. I take 30 minutes of me time every 5 or 6 hours, so I get some breathing room and can make adjustments to the list depending on how the day is going and what's possible with the time left. It will not always go according to plan, and that's okay. There are gonna be days when you might not get anything important done, and that's okay too. There are always minor tasks which have a big impact that can be taken care of in those situations. What's important to understand here is that all the work you are skipping today is additional work on your list tomorrow. Keep that list short and have more time for personal relationships, more time to get wasted, more time to check out new shows, and hopefully soon more time to travel and explore. Damn. I've been talking for so long. It feels like I made up for the lost time. What do you think, right? So yeah, if you like this podcast, show some love and hit the thumbs up. If you have something to share, please feel free to comment below. And I would always love to hear what you have to say or share. And even tell me what you guys have been up to all this time. And then of course, if you know people who could benefit from this podcast, share it like wildfire. The more people we reach, the bigger our No Filter family. That being said, you guys get some good night's sleep or have an amazing day depending on the time zone. I'm off to watch an episode of The Office. It's the one where my man Michael Scott promises tuition to school kids. Scott's tots. Well, I remember this episode and I can't wait to watch it again. So this is me signing out. I'll see you guys next weekend. And where the music go?